Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 150 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. Having endured a woeful 1-2 defeat in the T20I series, the Harmanpreet Kaur led side raised its standards in all the departments of the game to bounce back in the ODI series and claim a magnificent 3-0 victory. On the podcast today to discuss this monumental series win, we have Ashwini Patel. She is an ardent cricket fan. She has worked as a cricket writer when she first got into the industry and then she interned with a sports magazine called Inside Cricket. Then she worked with Cricket Tracker as a cricket writer and is currently working with Women's Cricket Zone as a cricket anchor featuring in a plethora of videos, reels and digital content for them. Hi Ashwini, welcome to Never on the Backfoot podcast. First up, how are you doing today? Hello Neha, I'm good. It's good to always, you know, catch up with you. I'm good, of course, especially <laughs> after yesterday's win at Lords. So tell me, how are you doing? All good, Ashwini. Like after the wonderful collaborations we've had, you know, with the Women's Cricket Zone, like you are an ardent women's cricket fan. So yeah, it just felt like the right thing to do, right? You know, considering we lost the T20 series and, you know, coming into this ODI series, there were a lot of expectations. So what are your first thoughts on this amazing series win? Well, of course, after the T20I series loss, uh, we were expecting something special from India and Harman Preet and company did not disappoint us. We, of course, know that both of the formats, they are those different two formats and the expectations and the challenges also change with the format. It was Julian's, uh, Julandi's last international series as well. So mm-hmm. a lot of people had their eyes tight on the series. We knew that, you know, uh, we had to win it for Julian as the 2011 World Cup was for Sachin. The mm-hmm. series was for Julian Goswami. The expectations, uh, they were quite high. And uh, I, you know, somehow in my guts, I felt that uh, India are going to make it. Uh, but it was special that it was 3-0. So yeah, good, good for India, good for all of us. <laughs> exactly, you know, because Julian Goswami has had such a decorated career, right? And now coming to an end with this 3-0 series sweep over England, that is in their own backyard. So, uh, but, like, what were your uh, first reactions, like, especially in the third ODI? Like, how did you soak all of it in? I think, Neha, we all were sponge yesterday. We were soaking every moment of every <laughs> ball from the innings, whether it was England playing or India playing. We did not want to miss any of those moments because Julian Goswami, she's served Indian cricket for two decades. Mm. It's special for anyone to, you know, have that longevity in uh, sport, especially as a fast bowler. She has, you know, inspired a lot of cricketers, not just girls, even boys, like the whole lot of cricketers to take mm-hmm. up this sport. And I was so excited to watch that series and it was like, I am a kid in the candy store. I was like, <laughs> whatever, whatever comes in, I'm going to just... Uh, make sure that I cherish each moment mm-hmm. and the 3-0 series win just made it even more special because what else we could have asked for? We wouldn't want it any other way, isn't it? Exactly. You know, the 3-0 win is certainly like, you know, an icing on the cake. I'm so glad she, you know, got to end her career on such high and we're definitely going to miss her quite a lot. But, uh, you know, she's just been phenomenal. And, you know, we will get uh, talk about her a little later on too in the episode. But let's talk about the first ODI, right? Now, England got dismissed for what, 227? And it was probably not their best batting effort. So what are your thoughts on that effort? 
definitely like with the kind of wickets we got early on in the first odi it was a special uh, bowling performance from us as well and of course we always keep talking that how important it is for the openers to give the team a great mm-hmm. start and the moment uh, england were reduced to i guess 64 for 3 in the 18th over things quite got difficult for them of course we saw a special from danny white there a contribution of 43 runs mm. and then uh, alex davidson richards richards as well giving you that half century she has tried to you know sort of prove herself with all the opportunities that she's received but of course we know that england's strength is their top order they have a lot of depth in their batting unit as well but sort of the top order collapse that costed them but 227 like in the position they were getting that 227 from there as well was a good fight from them hmm. and probably it was a good total to defend but then smriti mandana special you just can't ask anything else <laughs> Exactly, and I think for India, what really stood out was the bowling performance, right? Like reducing England to two twenty-seven is noteworthy. Like Deepthi Sharma claimed two wickets. We had Meghna Singh, Jhulan Goswami, Snee Rana, Hardeep Dhawan, and Rajesh Gaikwad taking a wicket each. So it has to be a good bowling effort, and everything coming in together, working well for India. Certainly, and we also have to, you know, sort of uh, give the attention to their economies. Ah. Jhulan Goswami, Rajesh Gaikwad, Deepthi Sharma—they were so economical with the ball in the. uh first odi as well and then when you see that in the scorecard that each of your bowler has that wickets uh in front of their name mm-hmm. it tells you that game has gone pretty much well and that was something that india needed as well after the t20i series loss and we always keep talking about momentum mm-hmm. so once you get that momentum first up you actually get that confidence as well so yeah that bowling performance sort of gave india the confidence and then it reflected when they came to chase down isn't it Exactly because Smriti Mandana has assured ninety one, Harman Preet Kaur has unbeaten seventy four, and I think uh, between them they added like ninety nine runs for the third wicket. That kind of ensured India was always in the driving seat because two twenty eight can get uh, tricky, right? And I think now in the absence of someone like a Mithali Raj, these two are becoming that mainstays for India. And even Jemima was uh, not in the setup, right? So they really came through, and you were impressed with this performance. Certainly, I was. and all of us were like we know harman preet kaur and smriti mandhana are the heart and the beat of the indian cricket exactly. team we just can't uh, think beyond them right now and mm-hmm. they've shown us the consistency beat the commonwealth games in the world cup as well we saw both of them scoring centuries so we know that when harman preet kaur and smriti mandhana are in best of their forms india does well mm-hmm. and that that's what happened that day just nine runs she fell short on for her century smriti mandhana and uh, of course harman preet kaur coming in with that 74 not out it was a special innings from her as well and you also can't forget the contributions from yasika bhatia mm-hmm. a very fine half century from her so it was uh, good that the top order took that uh, responsibility on themselves to you know sort of get the team to the finish line mm-hmm. so that was a special uh, game because the first odi a good bowling performance as you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and then a fine innings from the main main players like Shruti Mandana and Harman Preet Kaur. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't want anything else to watch. You know that economical bowling and then mm-hmm. some uh, class acts coming in from Harman Preet Kaur and Shruti Mandana. Especially the way Shruti was timing the ball and it's it's a treat to watch for all of us. She was finding the gaps very well and unfortunately, um, you know, Kate Cross got the best and then she mm-hmm. got the wicket of Shruti Mandana. But 
we we will obviously cherish that 91 runs even if it wasn't a century we know that it played a very important role and yeah smriti we love her <laughs> exactly and as you pointed out right momentum was crucial and we really can't discount india's performance in this because it really gave us a good start in the series and you know let's take the discussion on to sec- the second odi right now england women won the toss and they elected to bowl first against india now do you think it was a good uh, decision to you know win the toss bowl first put india to bat it it is uh, quite debatable because you know it, it's just a template you win, win the toss and then you chose to uh, bowl first because it it happens that you feel comfortable seeing that target in front of you there are a lot of calculation uh, calculators in each team they know how to you know chase a particular target you can mm-hmm. then adjust and adopt according to the run asking run rate as well so i think uh, that was the plan that england and amy jones had to you know set or sort of have that target in front of them but little did they know that a harmanpreet kaur special <laughs> was in store <laughs> exactly that does bring me to my next point you know now harmanpreet kaur really took the match away from england and you know slamming that unbeaten 143 of just what 111 balls india posted what 333 for 5 now how glorious was that knock right this is her fifth uh, century in the format and it was super memorable right it was memorable it it just reminded us of that 171 against australia in the semi finals but uh, it was a special knock in itself 143 i mean uh, the way she uh, carried her innings eventually she gave gave herself enough time when she reached her triple figures we saw that she was on her own she was taking the bowlers like anything <laughs> and that uh, that passion that we see from harmanpreet kaur you know that's something i admire a lot mm-hmm. because whenever she walks on to the 22 yards you just don't see a Harmanpreet Kaur, the player, you see Harmanpreet Kaur, the captain, and all the uh, passion and aggression and positive vibes she brings in, in onto the ground. Mm. You know that she comes with a view of winning a game. Mm. She doesn't want to settle for anything less than that. She knew that it was a good platform uh, for her to, you know, sort of build from there. Smriti Mandana Yastika Bhatia initially had a good partnership, mm. and then she knew that she had uh, that uh, good foundation to make it big. and at the end we saw what in last i guess 3 4 overs india you know sort of accelerated the innings in such a way that 333 like it's a mammoth total and you can challenge the best of the teams with this total exactly you know the way harmanpreet kaur has been playing she really sets the template for what we want to see from our girls right you know competitive good cricket and india is not just a team you can just brush off right like any event we go into you, we know that we are going to give a good fight and i think harmanpreet kaur is a trailblazer uh, in that respect you know no to no doubts about that like we've seen the team under like each and every player giving their best probably exactly. more than their they're coming in they want the team to win they're giving their 200% and at the end you know result is not in your hands hmm. it's it, cricket is a funny game we always keep saying that so <laughs> yeah. it's not in your hands but trying is everything you can do and we've seen it coming in from the players and a captain has a big role to play hmm. in it so yeah as as we have seen the growth of harmanpreet kaur as a player we've also seen her growth as a captain ever yes. since she's taken the charge of the team hmm. uh, as the full time skipper 
Exactly. And even in these tricky situations, right? Now, in this match, when we observe India was put into bat first, we lost, uh, you know, our initial wickets in the form of Shefali Varma for eight runs. Yastika Bhatia was out for 26. But again, it was Smriti Mandana and Harman Preet Kaur, right? In that brief partnership, trying to build the foundation. Then Harleen, they all joined Harman Preet Kaur. They went on to stitch this very big partnership. Now, there was a quick scare for India, but India still came through strong. So, how impressed are you with, you know, the middle order coming through? Harman Preet Kaur finally finding that form and, you know, just rubbing all these claims of inconsistency that's often just stamped on her. Right. Uh, so, what happens is whenever there's a collapse, when they, whenever the team needs the most, you always pin your hope on the middle order battle. Mm-hmm. And Harleen Deol, I feel, is... Someone who brings a lot to the table apart from just her bowling. Like she's a gun fielder as well. We saw that in the exactly. third ODI as well. But talking about her batting, uh, probably I guess that we still haven't seen the best of her in international mm-hmm. cricket yet. She has a lot to offer to all of us. We've seen in the uh, senior T20 trophy this year that she was a second century in yes. that tournament. Mm-hmm. So playing for Marshall Pradesh, she's proved herself in the domestic circuit. And knocks like these, they count a lot. The mm. contribution of 58 runs. I mean, you, Harmanpreet Kaur knew that she was timing the ball well, but she needed someone from the other end to, you know, sort of uh, give that stability to her to allow her to play her attacking and aggressive shots. Exactly. And what I saw of Harleen Deol's innings that day, she did not uh, let any loose delivery go in vain. Mm. She was punishing every loose delivery that she had to face. So that was a stunning performance coming in from Harleen Deol. And though we didn't talk much about it because, of course, the 143 not out to call the attention. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, Harleen Deol is a star and we would want to see more of her in coming days. Exactly. She's a clutch player, you know, scoring that 58. I think she's timing the ball beautifully. Even uh, like the commentators are super impressed with the way she's going. But even again, you know, the focus just uh, invariably comes on Harman Preet Kaur, right? Now she raced past that 100-run mark. India was certainly exploiting the England debutants in Lauren Bell and Freya Kemp. Now, did Harman Preet Kaur kind of remind you of the 171 not out versus uh, Australia in the 2017 World Cup? Well, yes. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know if uh, the England bowlers are to blame at any point of the match because they, you can't do anything when Harmanpreet Kaur is in her zone. Exactly. She's a different player altogether, and of, of course, the celebration as well. We saw after she reached that mm-hmm. triple uh, figures, it was a subtle celebration because she knew she had a job to do in her mm-hmm. hand. She knew that India has to go down there and also defend the total. And the 171, it was a more aggressive celebration and rightly so, considering the situation India were in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that 171 to this 143, uh, a special journey. We could see the growth of Harman Preet Kaur through these years. Of course, it was the highest uh, score by an Indian captain uh, yeah. in this format. It was 128 not out uh, that Mithali Raj had scored previously against yes, Sri Lanka, yes. if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. And also, it was the third highest individual score by an Indian player in this format. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, centuries, Harman Preet Kaur, not outs. Uh, we enjoy the story. <laughs> exactly. It is one love story that we will probably never fail to, uh, you know, take into account. And, you know, it's just uh, surprising that Harman Preet Kaur doesn't have more centuries to her name because, you know, sometimes when she gets in the flow, you would expect to see yeah. a lot more of the centuries. But here's, you know, fingers crossed that we get to see a lot more considering she's in probably this purple patch, right? So hopefully she makes the yeah. most of it, yeah? True, true, true. We'd want to, you know, see her continue her uh, 
uh, momentum that she's received and i'm sure that she will because uh, you, you you expect a lot from players like harmanpreet kaur smriti mandhana mm. we know that you know sometimes of course uh, the bowlers the conditions all of these things play a very important part but these are the players you can always pin your trust on exactly. you know that when the team uh, needs they will come they will perform of course it depends on you know how where we are placed in a particular match mm-hmm. but there are someone at least we cricket if i have to talk out talk from a fans perspective mm-hmm. i would uh, feel that you know harmanpreet kaur abhi tak aayi nahi hai so <laughs> india still have that chance so no matter where we are placed in the game mm-hmm. so she's that player she's won the hearts of the you know cricket uh, enthusiasts and she's given us that hope that you know no matter where we are because mm-hmm. one even the third odi we saw the same right yeah it's the fighting spirit that she brings in that you know sort of uh, makes her someone very lovable makes her someone uh, that we always would want to look up to because exactly. that's the thing that we need in sport as well as in life right mm. that you don't give up no matter where you are so the captain has done that thing for us and i'm i'm glad that you know we are lucky enough to witness that special performances from her Exactly, and I'm so happy that you know we had someone like Harman Preet Kaur take up the captaincy reins after someone like Mithali Raj left us. And even when India made this uh, big mammoth total of three thirty-three, I knew it would come un- certainly under someone like Harman Preet Kaur, right? Like she is always the one in charge. She will take things head on and you know lead from the front. But England was bowled out for a paltry uh, what two forty-five, which was certainly not again their best batting performance. Do you think they still uh, did put up a good fight, or would you like credit our Indian bowlers for you know actually bowling out of the skins and still defending? Because England can be a tricky unit. So, what are your thoughts on that bowling performance? Hundred percent credits to the Indian bowlers. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Renuka Singh Thakur, of course, coming in with that crucial uh, spell, picked up four wickets. created problem for england's top order and you know that when you remove someone like a tammy bowman to sophia dunkley or emma lamb you make your chances strong there hmm. uh did england put up a strong fight well they did i feel because alice capsi she is the youngster who's impressed us the most in the hmm. series england won the two t20is and in both of those t20is she had remarkable contributions so she tried her best uh, a score of 39 from her Danny White of course we are all aware of her capabilities mm-hmm. opens in T20Is and then coming in at that crucial number in ODIs so they did um, have uh, that that thing in them that spark in them to you know sort of think that they could get uh, past this total but probably we know that when you're chasing something like a uh, that mammoth total you have to get those partnerships mm-hmm. and that's where i guess the indian bowlers made sure that they don't allow to allow the england bowlers to settle much we did see a good partnership there coming in between uh, wyatt jones as well eccleston uh, got uh, again out by renuka mm-hmm. singh there but at the end as well you know charlie dean was giving you hopes with her performance but all credits to the indian bowlers they came strong they were economical with the ball dayalan himlet also got mm-hmm. two wickets there so a good bowling performance to support that special heroics in the batting Exactly, and you know, winning the match was kind of important for India. We got a two-nil uh, series win, our first win, I think, on England soil after what, like twenty to twenty-three years, and uh, it it has twenty-three years, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was back in nineteen ninety-nine. I wasn't even born then. Same, <laughs> exactly. And and, like, it, yeah. it is, it is special. 
very special and i think that really put us in a good position right in the third odi but again the third odi had a story of its own india had a terrible batting day but our star deepthi sharma top scored with an unbeaten 68 of 106 again coming through and india needed her the most so what are your thoughts on just her performance and her presence in this indian setup just as you said coming in when india needed her the most you know mm-hmm. so that 68 not out india needed that stability i thought that uh, when india was reduced to what 87 for 5 they needed someone to you know hold the fort for the side to give that stability and deepthi sharma uh, we all wanted her to you know score a century yesterday i'm quite sure that all the indian fans sitting out there they were expecting that yes. you know mm-hmm. deepthi sharma a century and that would have um, you know further helped india to put a good total on board mm-hmm. but that 60 not out that came in seven fours in her innings that was a special one coming in from her that would have given her confidence uh, also in that match she came up with wickets as well so mm. it's it's good to see players stepping up this wasn't the first time of course deepthi sharma did something like this for india <laughs> and she's an all round player she's all round player so uh, of course after that smriti's half century deepthi mm. sharma 68 was something that india desperately needed and she stepped up then Exactly, considering uh, the batting collapse that we had, Smriti Mandanna was, I think, the second highest run getter, right? She scored fifteen seventy nine deliveries. Yeah. Now, talking about Smriti Mandanna too, right? There has been a pattern to her dismissals. You know, she gets into those fifty, sixty, seventies, sometimes even to the nineties, but is not able to convert it to those, you know, big daddy hundreds. And the conversion rate can be quite concerning. So, what are your thoughts on the same? And do you think it is a cause for concern? I feel Neha that Smriti Mandhana, a player like her, she is in the prison of her own greatness. Hmm. She, we expect so much from her that every time she walks onto the field, we want to see her raise that bat, celebrating a half century or a century. Exactly. The expectations are so high that probably uh, sometimes we, uh, as fans, you know, over expect things. Hmm. Of course, uh, we wouldn't want a player to get out in their nineties, but. of course that's something that's uncontrollable and her 60s and 70s we know that how much that has helped india to you know sort of get that uh, belief in the top order because uh, we've seen that shafali's form has been a little bit of a concern for india recently in that case one opener standing tall giving you those important uh, 50s and 60s so of course uh, people can talk about the conversion rate but it's only because it's smriti mandhana you don't expect anything less than a century from her every time she comes into bat isn't it <laughs> exactly the expectations from her is just insane right and uh, considering yeah. she too dons the jersey number 18 <laughs> virat kohli <laughs> feels exactly the story the story somehow you know the, we can't relate of course but mm-hmm. um, yeah the jersey number 18 and people expecting big things uh, it's quite a, a thing for indian cricket <laughs> Exactly, and uh, credits to the England bowlers too, right? Now Kate Cross returned with excellent figures of four for twenty six, and uh, Freya Kemp picked up two wickets. Sophie Eggleston was amongst the wickets with two. Now, how good was that bowling performance? But most importantly, how would you rate that spell from Kate Cross, right? Now she has warmed the bench for the better part of uh, England summer, and this whole series must have meant a lot to her, right? Like reinforcing the confidence that she is one among the good bases that England has, and she should get. more opportunities right 100% neha uh, number one the england camp would be happy with an uh, sort of performance they put up in the third odi mm-hmm. no host country would want to you know sort of experience a clean sweep talking of <laughs> kate cross i was 
fortunate enough to you know sort of have a chat with her just uh, ahead of the england wow. series hmm. and i asked her i asked her that uh, how has her responsibilities changed with uh, catherine brunt retiring from tests and anya shropsol bidding adu to the game hmm. and she said that she already feels like she is one of the most experienced bowlers in the side hmm. which is true and uh, that that is what we saw in uh, the third odi isn't it she coming up and taking that responsibility for the side four wickets you just can see 26 runs two maidens it was a special performance coming in from her mm. and we know that you know kate cross of course uh, did not get an opportunity in the t20i and we would want to see more of her mm. i too would want to see that bull bulaya celebration that she did in the women's <laughs> t20 challenge once again <laughs> that that is that is a special and she is a special player she has that fire in her mm. and yesterday would have been extra special for her as we know that she played her first international game at the lords ah. it would have been a dream come true for her Um, had india had england won the game um, she would have been on seventh sky but nevertheless it takes nothing away from the amazing spell she bowled yesterday yes absolutely and i think england hasn't come together as a unit but i think the individual brilliant performances from certain players has uh, you know really worked well for them and uh, you know even talking about the target right now they were chasing a small target they suffered a top order batting collapse they were what all out for 153 in 43.3 overs and it just looked like the match was dragging on but uh, do you think it was shocking and did you see it coming like did you think it was going to be an easy win for england like what is going on in your mind during that run chase i i to be very honest i did not see this coming the moment i knew 170 was the target i was like um maybe india can put a strong fight they have that bowling unit but mm. england is winning it i i didn't imagine uh, that at by what margin uh, india would lose mm. i of course wanted a miracle to happen but somehow seeing that 169 you don't you know sort of uh, think lot beyond because mm. 160 170 is something that you know you know england can chase considering the depth in their batting unit and yesterday we saw that Charlie Dean, Freya Davies, they almost got the team to the finish line. Yeah. So you wouldn't expect, uh, you know, England to, you know, not get that uh, 170. But of course, uh, we say that you cannot uh, predict anything in cricket. You predict and it, it may or may not go the way you predicted it to be. You just have to wait for the outcome. And what a wonderful performance, wonderful bowling performance from India. All credits to Renuka Singh Thakur as well, coming yes. in and just removing the top order. we know that whenever she gets the help the conditions are favoring her and mm-hmm. she also has the ability to get the best of the conditions that is also very important and lately as we all know that it was the last game of julian gilswami she's you ah, wouldn't yeah. see her again it is it was special to see a pacer come in step up for the team and make it all over special for someone who served indian cricket for the longest of the time exactly that's you know the bowling performance is just in uh, like really good and something unforgettable too but when you talk about charlie dean right now it looked like she was batting on a whole different surface and she top scored for england with that remarkable 47 while amy jones also you know contributed uh, with 28 so i think england has had a really tough time with their batting right tammy bomont hasn't gotten going emma lamb hasn't been able to convert those scores and the middle order just looks very clueless So, what are your thoughts on the batting effort and going ahead? You know, considering England doesn't have uh, Nat Silver, Heather Knight for some time now, how do you think they're just going to put all the pieces of the puzzle together and figure this out? They need their key players to come up to fix those puzzles. Of course, a lot of youngsters, you know, are there in the team, but yeah. the middle order has appeared a lot fragile. Uh, 
you you want the top order to take the responsibility but you know that whenever the collapse happens it comes on the middle order to step up for the side that hasn't really happened uh, hmm. for england even when it happened it happened in patches so as you rightly said that individual performances came in from england but as a team uh, complementing each other and coming up uh, there's something that they would want to think about and of course a lot goes uh, into you know having someone like a heather knight nat siver you cannot have, have their replacement hmm. like nat siver she can just change the scripts of the game with both her bowling and batting abilities that's something that definitely uh, england missed in this series but uh, we cannot um, say that you know because with all the youngsters that came in they had the opportunity they tried their best so of course england have a lot of learnings from uh, this series hmm. their batting unit did struggle tani bowman played her 100 odi yesterday she would have wanted to make it special but um, i don't know the scripts weren't written that way and the middle order the top order they, they too would be feeling that you know hmm. uh, that's something that struggled a little bit there but we know it they are a strong team we saw that in the world cup as well yeah. they had a roller coaster of a ride but they make it to the finals they face australia so very strong team just uh, the things didn't go their way in the series Exactly England is one team I definitely not write off especially after the world cup they had coming to the finals wow <laughs> absolutely did not see that coming and uh, another talking point you know from this uh, game has been uh, Deepthi Sharma's dismissal of Charlie Dean and we have seen just so many contradicting views and polarizing views of course on uh, social media platforms about this dismissal so what are your two cents on Deepthi Sharma's dismissal of Charlie Dean the twitter was very busy yesterday <laughs> not only with thank you dublin post but with all of that happened with that dismissal mm. but uh, of course when we talk like it was a legal thing to do it was well within the frame of well within the frame of the rules so probably as harmanpreet got rightly said in the uh, pre- in the post match presentation as well that mm. you know we should talk more about the 10 wickets as well they weren't easy to take at all mm. and with the kind of uh, batting performance charlie dean and Freya Davis were putting forward for England. We almost thought that you know India have lost it, but of course, what Deepthi Sharma did uh, was within the rules, and we cannot you know sort of uh, talk talk in in terms of spirit of game mm-hmm. or anything. Probably sometimes also depends on the side you are, whether you're on a winning side or you're on a losing side. Exactly. So people will of course have different opinions on that, but. Uh, Harmanpreet Kaur has bagged her bowler saying that whatever she did was uh, well within the frame of the rules. So I guess uh, that's what we all can make of it and just celebrate the special victory that India unfolded at Lords. Tell me what uh, did you think about it Neha? Absolutely, you know, I kind of agree with you that uh, what Deepthi Sharma did was well within uh, the rules of the game and she I I can't believe that the whole spirit of cricket discussion is even coming up right considering the 2019 <laughs> world cup that happened and how england the fashion in which england won the world cup but nevertheless i yeah. think what deepthi sharma did was a very clever tactic right because again it was not i don't think it was a premeditated move it's something that happened very spontaneously she saw her go out of the crease and it was just something very spontaneous that happened and uh, considering you know uh, there has been so much discussion even on social media even ashwin you know uh, tweeted about uh, exactly. how it was such a smart thing come, yeah <laughs> yeah even come to that someone like him coming up and saying that please give the credit to the bowler because to exactly. think of something like that 
in a very uh, tricky situation when you're placed in a tricky uh, situation mm. in a game is also like we always keep talking that you know the game is already inclined more towards the batter batters yeah so give credit to the bowlers where it's due exactly and uh, even he spoke about you know the, the stigma that comes with this whole uh, mode of dismissal but uh, really credit to deepthi sharma like no one would have uh, seen that coming and i think even the whole question of intent comes in right many people are like are india haar raha tha isliye deepthi sharma did that but i really don't think so they were already nine wickets down i know charlie dean was going pretty strong but still you know to think of something this ingenious at that point just credits and hats off yeah definitely hats off to deepthi <laughs> and even now you brought this point about how it was uh, trending all over twitter right it's good to see women's cricket and matches like this come to the discourse and you know seeing so many people invested sharing their opinions this would obviously lead to more uh, viewership for women's cricket a step in the right direction too right exactly exactly we would of course not want someone to you know just talk about the dismissal but there were people who were coming in and discussing the way the indian team you know sort of carried yeah. themselves throughout the game yesterday even even when they knew that they had you know just 169 to defend so people exactly. coming in talking about the game on twitter that uh, england versus india trending all over twitter it's such <laughs> exactly. a special moment these are the moments that we crave crave for and i'm glad that it happened yesterday a lot of people uh, just engaging in that game a lot of people wanting to see india win and um, you know sort of get that series free uh, zero so everybody were like you know uh, on the edge of their seats yesterday and i'm quite sure that none of the indian players disappointed them yesterday <laughs> so a very good treat for all the indian fans there and a special moment for world cricket with whatever unfolded after that match exactly couldn't agree more now we've spoken so much about the first odi second odi and the third odi i mean you know the series in large but let's also have a look at some other themes right now england was obviously coming into the series they had an advantage winning the t20i series and there were some expectations from the odi series too considering it was happening at home and you know everything that was happening so what according to you went wrong for england in the series yeah i think um, england wouldn't have thought that you know they would have to face a 3-0 probably that was something that they would have thought never thought in the wildest of their dreams as well hmm. that was a special um, performance coming in from india but what went wrong for england in the series is probably their top order batting hmm. because both the openers uh, they did not come with uh, some impactful performances in all the three odis and you know you need you need that uh, good foundation you need that good uh, uh, partnership at the top because it then uh, puts a lot of pressure on your middle order and your lower middle order yeah. and we know that there were even england had a, quite a few experienced players there but they also had a few youngsters in their side so it was important for someone like a tammy bomin to you know get that uh, get that responsibility for the side but it somehow didn't click for them and it probably was the story of all the three odis that's something i think uh, would have hurt england the most in this entire series Exactly and how do you look at these criticisms right now a lot of people felt india won the series because england was probably not in their best shape but i think it really takes away the sheen from india's uh, victory right you know by just drubbing that ki ha they won because england wasn't uh, probably playing their best team so how do you look at uh, these criticisms and just sometimes ignore it i guess i guess we need to ignore all of it because of course uh, you know they did miss england did miss their three key players in the side but hmm. you cannot take anything away from the players that were a part of the playing 11 i mean all of them have proved themselves at the 
uh, domestic level and then they have made it to the international level. We've seen some brilliant performances coming in in the 100 as well. We've seen all of, the, all of those players coming up and stepping up for the side. So you cannot take anything away from the players that actually played the series. Similar talks followed uh, when we won in Australia. The men's team won in Australia, ah. Australia the body trophy as well. Hmm. So it happens, but uh, you cannot take anything away from either England or India. Only because the key players weren't playing, you cannot say that. It did. It does make a little bit of difference there, but uh, it's all about uh, the performances that the team is able to produce. So I don't think that you. we need to discuss a lot about how England, you know, sort of were on the back foot and India, of course, uh, had, you know, le lesser challenges. They had a lot of uh, challenges. They lost the T20 series as well, mind you. So, uh, of course, the team was strong. They did miss the key players, but they had some powerful names in their setup. And that alone cannot uh, decide that who was on the powerful side of the page because India definitely mm -hmm. gave, all, gave all their best to win that series. It was a special performance coming in from Jainuka Singh Thakur, from someone like a Smriti Mandana. We've seen her dominate the proceedings. Hmm. So, of course, you cannot uh, do much about it. You cannot, uh, you just can ignore all of these things and embrace what India has put forward for all of us. Exactly. This is for all of those people who really think, you know, India won because, you know, England didn't uh, present their best team. And England's team, again, is you one team that has a lot of experience. Like, agreed, they're all young players. But these are players who have played yeah. in the 100, who have played in the Rachel Hay, who have played trophy. And these are just very good quality players. But I think we just need to accept the fact that India was better than them. And this is not coming from a biased uh, point of view, right? True, true, true. You have to accept. It's a game. You... Even if uh, a team has been at their best yesterday, hmm. tomorrow when they take the field, they have to start from zero only. Yeah. So it's all about the way things turn out on that particular day. Uh, and all the players, as you also rightly mentioned, that they've played in top tournaments. They've had that experience of facing the best of the bowling attack and the batting uh, experience as well. And you mm -hmm. have someone like a Tammy Bowman, who has an experience of 100 ODIs. Yeah. You have Danny White on the side. You have Amy Jones. You have Sophie Eccleston. I mean, of course, uh, the the opinions can vary, but you cannot uh, take anything away from the way India has performed in the series. It's a special one, and it's going to stay in our heart rent free forever. <laughs> exactly. And we've had so many top performers from the series. That's Smriti Madhana was good. Harman Preet Kaur yet again reminds us of why she's such an asset to the side. She's the skipper. We had Renuka Singh Thakur Chipin, Deepti Sharma. But who has been this, you know, standout performer for you in the series? I mean, you can also talk about any English player who's, you know, really stood out for you. But any Indian players who are just, you know, to set themselves apart? Talking of India, like uh, anyone would want to go with the safe answer of Harman Preet Kaur also <laughs> finished as the highest run getter brought in that performance. But my heart just wants to take the name of Renuka Singh Thakur. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you play two matches, you pick up eight wickets and you finish as the highest wicket taker in the ODI series hmm. with good economy there as well. The confidence that she's shown in the recent times, the responsibility that she's taken for the side it is very important. We are all concerned about... Uh, India's space unit after Julian Goswami. Yes. So it was it was something that we all wanted to see who's going to go there and take that responsibility in the absence of Julian Goswami. And Renuka Singh Thakur has given us those hopes. She's uh, given us that assurance that, you know, India's space bowling is in safe hands. And for me, she stood out in this series. She has a very young career. She has just made her ODI debut uh, this year against New Zealand. Hmm. So 
coming in and playing in the english conditions making most of the opportunities that she's received spot on she's done a very good job in this series exactly and she really seems to love uh, the england conditions and it really all goes well for india too right considering our uh, pace department is now going to miss the likes of uh, someone like a julan goswami these are certainly good signs uh, going ahead for india and uh, definitely yeah. yeah and even when you look at it from a macro perspective right what are your takeaways uh, from this series and although we have dwelt so much on the positives too do you think there are areas that india can still work out work out and you know just iron out those deficiencies um there are probably a couple of things that india would want to uh, you know bring a certain changes in come the important tournaments hmm. but i think that uh, one thing that india need to seriously think about is uh, yasika bhatia is your number 3 batter hmm. because she's i guess uh, done enough to tell you that she fits in that position very well that's a big takeaway for india from the series is uh, you can give yasika bhatia the number 3 slot now because there has been a musical chairs in recent times when it comes to the number 3 spot since punam raut is not around uh, in the setup so in from the 14 matches she's played at the number 3 slot yasika has impressed a lot she averages around 30 so i guess india has found a solution there at the number 3 spot to get her and uh, i would uh, want to see her come at that position only mm-hmm. in the coming days that's one takeaway and the other one i think a concerning thing for india is shafali verma's form hmm. i think uh, india all of us we've seen the best of shafali verma we know that she has a lot of uh, capacity to you know uh, come in and dominate the proceedings take on the bowlers score those big runs we've seen her do that in the past but hmm. recently we also know that there are a lot of you know batters waiting in the dressing room to come and represent uh, for the country hmm. and you know come and prove themselves in that case do are we going to look a little bit beyond her obviously it doesn't look like we will because we are all aware what shafali verma is capable of mm-hmm. but certainly that is something because uh, as we were also mentioning before that we saw smriti mandhana and harmanpreet kaur's consistency in this entire series mm-hmm. we saw some important contributions coming in from harleen and someone in the middle order coming in up and stepping up for the side and that's what you know sort of covered a little bit of what uh shafali verma's struggles but that that would be a little bit of a concern where india would want to work on hmm. apart from that i think um, uh in india would be in a good shape in a good mood of course winning the series 3-0 in england is is not a small thing it's something that uh, would you know sort of stay with the team forever and that's mm-hmm. going to enrich them so much uh, come the asia cup and then also the world cup Absolutely, but there are a couple of pointers that I'd like to focus on. Now, you mentioned how you'd like someone like the Yastika Bhatia at number three. Uh, but hmm. again, we have players like Jemima Rodriguez. Right, right now she is uh, ruled out because of her injury. But if she does right. come back into the setup, where would you want to see her? Because if I get her in at four, it means Harmanpreet Kaur Kaur gets pushed at five. So, how do you look at the batting situation once Jemima is back? a little bit of puzzle there uh, surely because you wouldn't want to play with the position harmanpreet kaur comes mm-hmm. into bat in that case you'll of course have to give i don't know give lo- give a few chances to her but then you cannot also drop yastika's uh, consistency you cannot um, you know ignore yastika's mm-hmm. consistency at the number 3 spot so it is something obviously one of the things that india would want to think once jemima comes back into the side and we all know that you know jemima is also a star so hmm. that that's a puzzle for india to solve i guess they would 
try they would try different combinations they would try probably jemmy at three or push her down the order and then think that you know harman preet kaur can come at the later stage of the match and can turn the pages of of the game because we know that she's capable of doing but i don't know it's a risk but obviously if it works out in india's favor it would be great so hmm. might i think that they might also think of pushing harman preet kaur a little bit down the order uh, maybe just considering the way she plays she hmm. can of course come in and manage the pace of the innings with her aggressive batting as well as by rotating the strike but i don't know if you play a lot with yastika's position how that's going to pan out for india so oh, it's yeah. one thing that definitely the management would have to think about what what's your take on that where do you think jemima coming in and fitting in in the odi setup <laughs> actually what you uh, brought in was a good point but i have a very uh, weird take on this so i was thinking if shefali varma continues to have a bad uh run of form you know this lean patch that she's going through how about when jemmy yeah. comes back she opens the innings with smriti mandana right so that gives you a left right combo right at the top so we have yastika coming in at 3 harman preet at 4 so that kind of gives like a lot of solidity to the order and plus i really think getting in even richa ghosh in the batting would really help she is your wicket keeper option she can play this attacking role as well and yeah this is yeah. again a, this is just me thinking out loud you know in case shefali varma's uh, yeah. lean patch continues because there is a certain number of chances you can give and after a point you certainly need to look uh, at other alternatives and considering jemima really you know uh, gives good momentum to that batting and this is just yeah uh, thought what do you think um yeah maybe so that that's what brings us to the point that india have a lot of choices and isn't it a good headache to have exactly it's a good headache to know that you have a, quite a few players and you just want to sort of uh, finalize where they are coming into bat mm-hmm. it would also depend a lot on the conditions and the way we are placed in a particular match for example if you need uh, to you know sort of take the innings slow and steady you would want someone like a jemmy and yastika to come in if you want that aggressive uh, batting in that particular overs you would want a harman preet kaur but then of course uh, i i feel that it's a good position to be in Hmm. with all the domestic tournaments and of course the women's ipl being proposed for next year i'm sure that her headache is going to increase more because mm-hmm. there's so much talent in the grassroots at the grassroots level that would come up and again we would be discussing the same thing who's going to come at number 3 and number 4 <laughs> i hope that happens more often because i i so think it's a definitely a good headache to have uh, because you don't have you're not short on options you just want to finalize the positions because you know that both of them are star players both of them Hmm. can uh, step up for the team at any given point absolutely you know problems of abundance is the kind of problem you do want to have you know and considering the women's ipl right. is also coming up in 2023 i'm just you know looking forward to more players getting thrown up uh, you know who can raise their hand and actually uh, take up these uh, responsibilities as well and uh, right. and we've seen we've seen how these tournaments have helped australia and england to get those uh, players from the grassroots level exactly. who are now just playing like it's like it's the international games they are like just another game for them hmm. so much confidence uh, coming in from them so that's going to help our players a lot when they face these quality attacks massively and another area that i want to talk to you about was the fact that we don't have a very you know crucial leg spinner in our thing now poonam yadav for a long time done the role 
but uh, once you know battle started reading her it got really tough right now we see her being a standby you know warming the benches so going ahead uh, do you think india should definitely find the leg spinner because you know in subcontinent conditions having a handy leg spinner and not being you know entirely dependent on someone like a rajeshwari gaikwad or harleen deo the third part of spin so do you think india really needs to uh, get out a left leg spinner yeah we've been talking about it uh, for a while now that probably when it comes to spin india lacks a little bit of variety there punam yadav hasn't looked at her absolute best recently so that's one thing uh, so far you know the in this series at least the pacers have done the job for the side of course saw rajeshwari gaikwad also coming in in the third odi and doing the job for mm-hmm. the side it was a beautiful delivery uh, when uh, she bowled and got that wicket as well so of course that is something that uh, you would want a specialist leg spinner or a leg spinning all rounder in your side so that would be a positive for india in the upcoming series but looking at the setup right now uh, probably india would be happy with the with the way that they are mm-hmm. placed i think so right and even when we look at the bowling attack uh, like as a whole now julan goswami has retired it's a big setback to the uh, pace department but we still have you know meghna singh renuka singh thakur simran dil bahadur mansi joshi arundhati reddy pooja vasakar like i can just keep listing and we have like the space badly right so are you still right. confident that yeah. you know we have got it under control and post julan goswami's retirement we're not going to see this huge vacuum for either of these players to fill in uh, i certainly do feel so and i know that a lot of people will because it's a legacy that is irreplaceable i mean how can you uh, fill in the shoes of someone like a julian goswami yeah. it's very difficult it was it was a trust factor more than anything because you know that whenever she came into bowl you know that something was possible something was up highest wicket taker in one day internationals playing for the country for two decades it's something that you know uh, you cannot touch her achievements there mm-hmm. she's up there but of course uh, with the kind of talent that we have in the side right now in terms of renuka singh thakur pooja vastrakar and meghna singh you also did mention about simran dil bahadur mm-hmm. there so we have a lot of options there but again uh, it will be a challenge for india in the series uh, post julian goswami they would have to you know try out things and see what's the best combination for them what's working for them mm-hmm. because all these years we knew that this spot is julian goswami spot no one's coming and replacing her until she's you know unfit to play a particular game mm-hmm. but now that she's not there now that the experience uh, of julian goswami is not there in the side though we have a lot of options but the players will need some time to come in to prove themselves and to you know sort of uh, get going um, so a good amount of game time is going to help the players there's no doubt about the talent we have it's yeah. just about how they execute their plans exactly you know here's hoping they make the most of their opportunities and uh, you know don't let india feel ki oh my god we're actually missing uh, <laughs> julian goswami as much right. yeah it's and... a void it's a void you cannot uh, you cannot fill even when with the retirement of uh, mithali raj we felt we felt mm-hmm. the same someone who's you know uh, taken care of the middle order for so long exactly. but uh, of course uh, our middle order now has stepped up we did not feel uh, that you know uh, we missed someone like mithali raj obviously mm-hmm. we're going to uh, we are going going to you know miss her when uh, whenever we see the indian games whenever we see the women taking the charge because the transition that women's cricket has witnessed probably uh, julian goswami and mithali raj they stand in front of that uh, transition mm-hmm. they are the ones who've led the path 
So they are someone who would always be there in our minds. And I guess that we are a lucky generation to have seen them play and replacing them is uh, not possible. Mm. But of course, uh, India have the resources. It's to see how the management, how the captain uses it well. Exactly. And uh, last but not the least, you know, what do you think this uh, series win means for India, right? Now, winning against a formidable unit like England is no mean feat. And we've spoken so much about it in the episode. So going ahead, uh, good signs for Team India. And are you excited for all that's to come? I'm very excited. I am so excited about the uh, upcoming months. I know that we have a World Under-19 World Cup, the inaugural edition of it the Asia Cup as well, and the women's uh, women's IPL being planned for the next year. So there's a lot in store for women's cricket right now. And what does this series mean to us? Well, it means the world to us at this moment. Hmm. Because the goosebumps haven't settled yet. It is special to go on the England soil and then win the series 3-0. Probably if we wouldn't have uh, won the last game, uh, we were still in a very good frame of mind considering that uh, Hmm. we won the series. 2-1 2-1 and then Julian Goswami's last game. But it all just happened. It just came from a child's fairy tale. And it mm. was uh, that special for all of us to witness that. It gave us the hope that the Indian team can win new matches from any position. Mm. It's, it's a belief that not just the players uh, got in themselves, but it is also we the fans and we the journalists or probably every cricket enthusiast watching the team they saw the passion that each player uh, brought in on the 22 yards the other day. So it's it's more like, you know, starting something that would make you hope for bigger things in the coming future. Whether it was India's performance in the Commonwealth mm-hmm. Games, we settled for silver, but we were very close to the gold. Mm-hmm. So all of those things, uh, the silver in the Commonwealth Games, the 3-0 series win in England, all of these things are just, you know, making us ready to witness uh, Indian women's cricket going to bigger heights. So I think that hope, you know, it's it said that hope is the most important thing. It mm-hmm. can uh, change a lot of things. So I guess the hope that Harman Preet Kaur and the Indian team has given all of us, it's it's the biggest takeaway. And I think uh, we have a lot to see from this team, which is super special. That was beautifully put, you know, like uh, this era that we are witnessing under Harman Preet Kaur is special. And I'm so glad that we actually get to witness this life, talk about it. And, you know, it's just been nothing uh, short of surreal, right? Not at all, not at all. Because, I mean, not 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 just us, but I felt so good yesterday that so many people were coming mm-hmm. forward and discussing the game, talking about it. And I'm quite sure that we're going to see more of it. Because the players have, you know, sort of given the reasons for people to come up and discuss things. They have, they have proved themselves. They've brought those uh, situations where everybody now wants to know what's going on around women's cricket. Hmm. So, though we've walked a very long path, we still have a long path to walk. And definitely they have started this uh, entire journey. This team has started this entire journey. Hmm. And I guess it's only onwards and upwards from here. Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if we win a World Cup here or two. Hopefully, you know, that jinx is broken and we actually get to lay our hands on silverware, right? For us as women's cricket fans, I think nothing more (laughs) we need, yeah? Truly, that that, that would be like life coming a whole circle. (laughs) That would be a full circle for all of us because obviously we always keep talking about the trophies, but... uh, the performances also matter a lot. At the yes. end, only one team will go there and uh, win the trophy. But the way the team 
carries themselves in a particular tournament we saw that uh, hanpreet kaur wasn't happy with that silver medal mm-hmm. she wasn't happy at that medal ceremony yeah. so that 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 is what tells you that the team doesn't want to settle for anything other than the most important thing in that particular tournament which is gold or a trophy so trying uh, is also you know if someone is trying their 100% it's probably work half done hmm. so harmanpreet kaur is trying to bring that culture in uh, the women's cricket team and i guess that's going to create a lot of more opportunities for other girls to come and express themselves because uh, opportunities are important as we all say so once the youngsters get the opportunity to come and play for the side they have a captain who's backing them no matter what mm-hmm. and they have a captain who's also you know sort of creating like leading from the front creating that environment bringing that passion that aggression to the field and every person feels that you know they want to give their best for the side mm-hmm. so that's something that we we are seeing in the team right now and uh, i guess that that is going to continue for the longest of time exactly that winning mentality is uh, really important and uh, on that note uh, i would like to draw curtains on this episode thank you so much ashwini you know for joining me on this special 150th episode i'm so glad you know that i have another ardent women's cricket fan like you to discuss this very special series win and this is a special episode too so thank you so much you know for taking time of your busy schedule for coming on such uh, you know short notice and it really means a lot like i have a cool friend who talks to cricketers <laughs> and works in women's cricket zone too so i absolutely just love this conversation i hope even our listeners can resonate because we've spoken so passionately and although i do want to talk to you about so many other things about the series but uh, yes we will save it for another day as well but uh, thank you so much ashwini it really means a lot that you came on the podcast and made this 150th episode all the more special i'm so glad uh, for your journey as well neha 150th episode it's, it's it's no joke and all the best for all that's in store for you you're doing a wonderful job and just keep doing it keep spreading the love for the game we love to listen to your podcast and i'm glad to be a part of it knowing that it's the 150th episode i feel a little bit more special today <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for um, having me and it was a pleasure for me yes ashwini i mean in your case you too are a trailblazer right you do remarkable job for men's cricket zone the reels the videos the kind of content you guys are pushing out and doing for women's cricket it's just god's work you know so yeah I, this was a brilliant collaboration and here's hoping to back to have you back on the podcast again definitely i'm excited to to catch up with you it's always special i know that we've done um, live shows as well before this <laughs> yes. and you've been absolutely amazing i remember the first live show that i did for women's cricket zone was the match along india versus oh, new zealand yeah. t20 hmm. that was my first uh, live show i ever did in my life wow. and uh, it was a few days that i had joined women's cricket zone and mm-hmm. then i just got in touch with you you were you were a part of it so it's all special it's been 7 months i've been working with this organization and catching up with you 7 uh, months down the line after having done a lot of work it feels special so thank you so much for having me thanks ashwini cheers Thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support throughout. Today, 26 September also happens to be my mother's birthday. I'm so glad I could release the 150th episode on her birthday. She has supported me right from the start and her belief is certainly something that has kept me going so long and touch wood it always remains this way. This episode is dedicated to her. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast for the latest episode updates and stay tuned. 
do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never on the back one on Twitter for the latest facts, terminology, retweets, fresh tweets, and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until next time, stay safe and please take care, listeners. Bye for now.